This show is sponsored by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. If you're starting a show, I highly recommend using Anchor. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. What's up, everyone? Welcome into another episode of Slab Talk. I'm your host, Amil Sarfani, and this is my sports card show. You can follow me on Instagram at the Slab Talk. You can also follow me on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. I appreciate you tuning in today, and if you are watching on YouTube, you might be saying to yourself, Amil, your face looks better. Why is that? Well, guess what? Here at Slab Talk, we're making some big money moves, and last week, I bought a ring light. That's right. Hey oh, and if I had a sound guy, this is where he'd be putting in the pew 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 pew. But we're not quite there yet. We're just at the I bought a ring light level, but I bought a ring light, and so I hope you enjoyed as much as I do, and I hope you enjoy being able to see my face just a little bit better. Anyway, let's move on to the actual show and why you're here and why you're listening to me today. Uh, but today's show is going to be a good one. We're going to get into a sports card rewind and talk about some of the topics that I find really interesting from the past week. Uh, and then we're going to talk about a topic that I actually enjoy talking about uh, because I think it's an important one, which is some of the mistakes that I've made uh, in the hobby. And we're not going to be talking about all of them because that would take a while. Um, and honestly, uh, I try to categorize my mistakes, and so we're going to be talking about one of the categories of mistakes that I'm going to be trying to avoid, especially right now heading into the playoffs. Um, and so let's get into it uh, with the sports card rewind. The first topic of today's sports card rewind is uh, talking about what's going on on the top end of the basketball card market. Uh, we're going to be talking about the 1986 uh, Michael Jordan Fleer in a PSA 10, the 1996, or sorry, the 1986 Fleer Michael Jordan in a PSA 10. Uh, the 1996 Kobe Bryant tops Chrome, and then the LeBron James 19, uh, 2003 tops Chrome as well. Um, and those are three of the biggest cards in the card market. So I like to see what's going on with them to kind of measure what the rest of the market is feeling like at at the time. And the last six months have been all about those three players and those really those three cards and where they've gone. And since we are now experiencing a bit of a dip, this is the time to talk about it and figure out what this means, and how to move forward. So we're going to jump into the numbers a little bit here, so stick with me. Um, the uh, We're going to first talk about the 1986 Michael Jordan Fleer in a PSA 10. The peak of that card was January 30th, uh, where it peaked out around $720,000. That was the most that card had ever sold for, and we had talked about it for months that we couldn't believe how high that card was going. And, it, and, and the question was, is it going to hit a million, right? So it's not quite there just yet. Since it peaked on January 30th for 720000 it's now being sold. The last sale for it, according to Card Ladder, is 588000 that happened on February 26th. So seven twenty down to 588000 And yes, that's a lot of money. Uh, it's crazy that the cards go for that much, uh, but it's really fun to look at. So that's in the PSA 10, the MJ Fleer in a PSA 9. Similar story there where it peaked on February 8th for $89,000. And it is now bouncing the last couple of weeks between fifty and fifty-five thousand um, dollars, and so um, you're seeing about a twenty percent drop off the peak uh, for the MJ card for the in a PSA ten, and you're seeing about a thirty-eight percent drop in the PSA nine for the MJ card as well. Um, the nineteen ninety-six uh, 
uh, Kobe Bryant tops Chrome in a PSA 10. Uh, that card peaked at uh, around $48,000 um, and is now down to $35,000. So uh, that peak happened at the beginning of February of about $48,000. And we're just now seeing it kind of come down a little bit to $35,000. And that's the 1996 Kobe Bryant tops Chrome in a PSA 10. And that's about a 21% drop, right? Now we're going to look at the LeBron James Topps Chrome in a 2003 PSA 10. So 2003 LeBron James Topps Chrome in a PSA 10. Um, that's also experiencing a bit of a dip right now uh, where it peaked out on February 11th for $43,000 and is now just bouncing off that $30,000 number and selling for around $32,000 as of right now. Uh, and today is March 3rd, 2021. So we're about a month off of the peak for the market um, and I think it's really interesting uh, to, to because we had seen those cards actually quadruple in value, right? You could have been picking up the LeBron James Topps Chrome, for example, for $10,000 just back in October. So in about a five-month time frame, it basically quadrupled in value. And then now we're seeing it pull back between 20 and 40%. Um, and what does this mean, right? What are our takeaways when we see a little bit of a pullback like this and we're seeing the flagship products for these top three end players um, pull back around 20 to 40%? First of all, that range differs, right? So the more the pop, the NBA trade at high prices and they're not increasing all the time, right? Uh, because they're less risky. So the idea behind risk and reward is the less risky assets they are, they shouldn't theoretically be giving the returns that we're seeing right now. But that's why I think that there is that the boom that we're seeing in just demand is outpacing what theoretically should happen in an investment scenario. It's just that there's just so much limited supply of certain cards and the demand is increasing at such high rates right now. We're seeing new people come in to the hobby every single day. Shows like what happened last weekend at the Dallas show, what will happen at the national. I mean, the energy in the card market and the in the hobby right now is at a crazy high and it's, I think it's going to keep going. So I do think that demand is going to continue to go up. I do think that new entrants in the, in the hobby are going to keep coming in and therefore you're, this makes a lot of sense, right? So I do think that scenario does make sense. I don't think this is a bubble. I don't think necessarily it's going to crash. It may correct, but this is not a bubble the way. I would think that modern basketball back in August really kind of was a bubble. And that's why we saw that decrease. But even that, when it decreased, it stabilized at, at floors much higher than what it was for before. So even that wasn't necessarily a bubble. But with what we saw then, this does make a lot of sense. You know, I know I thought about this a lot three, four months ago, which is why I put a ton of money into Shaq, Tim Duncan, and Kobe. Um, and Dwayne Wade cards, if you saw my last post on Instagram uh, that I posted yesterday, it is a breakdown of my investment for portfolio from a risk standpoint, and it kind of touches on this. Um, so, uh, you know, go back and look at that because I do think that there is a risk profile that um, exists here. And especially if cards are going to be looked at as alternative investments, um, it just makes sense that the, uh, the least risky assets are more expensive. But this increase is nuts, you know, even to me. Um, and so, you know, what I think we need, do need to talk about here is what happens if it does correct, right? And I think it will correct at some point. And I am honestly having trouble figuring out what the catalyst to that correction will be. So I've come up with a couple different ideas of what I think that if there is a correction, why a correction would occur. Um, but again, I do think that demand is just outpacing um, any sort of 
market principles almost to some degree, right? Um, so I do think that if it corrects, there's a couple of reasons why it could correct. One is if the people that are currently buying in, especially at high prices, um, after it's already tripled, after it's already quadrupled in price, are people who are flipping or looking for short-term gains, um, I think that could cause a correction because I do think that at some point, then you'll have an oversupply hit the market for people who want to cash out. Um, and so if that's who's buying the cards right now, uh, then you'll see that correction happen. So it just depends. And, and there's, it's hard to know if exactly who's buying all these cards. Um, I do think it's a lot of, you know, institutional money, uh, and funds and, um, and even higher net worth individuals that are coming in and, and treating sports cards as not only a hobby, but and an art piece, you know, an art form, but also as an investment. So I do think it's a lot of that, but if the people who are getting in now, you know, at these crazy prices that have already quadrupled, you will see a correction because at some point the short-term gains, uh, won't happen and you'll see a ton of uh, supply hit the market. And so that could be one reason a catalyst could be coming in for a correction. One other catalyst that I've t thought about is, you know, the last correction happened at the end of the basketball season. Um, and that makes sense, right? Because the attention on basketball is highest during the playoffs. So it makes sense. You're seeing it football too, you know, Tom Brady and Pat Mahomes cards are only rising right now. And you'll see it right after football ends, those cards will just fall off for a minute as people try to cash in on either the Super Bowl winner or the Super Bowl loser. And you'll see supply hit the market and naturally football will go through a dip period uh, during their off season. It's happening so early in basketball, this crazy rise in vintage right now, that if it continues to happen through the playoff time period, again, and at the pace that it's at, how much does the vintage really, really go up? Um, I don't know, but one of the catalysts of vintage, at least correcting a little bit, is the attention coming back to the NBA. So it does make sense right now that vintage is going up when modern is going down. We are at a time in the NBA right now that is pretty much the most boring it's going to be all season. Um, and because we're only about, you know, we're 20 games in that first excitement period of 10 games in, oh, what a team's kind of looking like. We kind of have an idea of what some teams are looking like right now and getting some players back or, or, or losing some players to injury. And so you're having this lull in the NBA season right now. Um, and, and that explains why so much attention is going this way. So the, if, if the attention comes back to, uh, modern basketball, um, then I think that could also be a little corrector on the vintage market again it depends on if the buyers of the vintage cards right now are also playing the modern market if those are two very different buyers then that may not happen vintage could keep going up um but my gut says that people are playing in both markets i know i do i play in a little bit of both um so my gut says there's most people are playing in both markets and a lot of people are playing in both markets um and so I think that that could be a natural corrector to what's going on right now is that the attention comes back to the current NBA and the news that's happening, that's hitting, you know, trades that end up happening, uh, pre-playoff hype, that sort of thing. When that comes back, maybe that's where vintage starts correcting a little bit, right? So these are some of the things that I think these are a couple things that might happen. And there's one other thing that I do want to talk about uh, right now that could also be a catalyst to uh, a correction in sports cards but doesn't actually relate to cards itself. It's more about what's going on in the broader economy right now. Um, I've had this, you know, I, I'm in the real estate world right now. I do brokerage and development um, as a profession. And so I think about this stuff in capital markets a ton. Um, and I have been thinking a lot about 
what the effects of 2020 are and were to the American economy and to the to the worldwide economy. And I do think that there's what we're seeing in the card markets actually related to what's going on in the broader economy right now. You know, um, in 2020, uh, and it's I'm not saying we shouldn't have done this. I'm saying that it's good. The, the governments did what they needed to do, but we have printed about 25% of the total currency of American dollars that's in circulation right now just last year. I just want that to sink in. I, we, we printed a quarter of the amount of currency that's in circulation right now. Uh, we printed it last year in 2020, right? That sort of effect, uh, we, we don't know what that effect is going to have on the economy. And I think it's important to keep that in mind because the, the first initial reaction goes to inflation, right? Is that the actual value of the dollar is going to start going down a little bit um, and prices of goods are going to go up. And this is, and it makes sense. A lot of people got money either through stimulus checks, uh, unemployment benefits. Uh, people were making money during this time. There's a lot of reasons as to why, uh, you know, people still made money even through such a traumatic event that happened to us in 2020. And that sort of shock that hit, hit our system required a huge um, a, a, a response from the American government um, to hold up and make sure that people survive that economically. But that's going to have an effect some way or somehow into the economy over the next few years. It just will. And I think that one of those periods of time that we may be hitting in the American economy is an inflationary period. And we haven't really hit one of those periods. The last time we had high, high inflation was in the 1980s. So since really 1981, 1982, inflation and interest rates, so interest rates have been coming down since. So over the last 40 years, um, you know, it's done, it, it's gone up and down, but interest rates, generally speaking, over the last 40 years have, have come all the way down and they've actually bottomed out to what the Fed has made to 0% or quarter percent interest rates um, during the 2020 um, uh, cycle. And so, what that tells me is that there's really no place for interest rates to go except up. I, I think that could have a lot of effects on how we think about money. Um, I think that you're seeing that. Uh, and the reason I'm going to relate it back to sports cards is not only that you're seeing prices of cards go way up really, really fast. That's kind of an indication that you know inflation is there and it's already, it's already presenting itself. Um, also, if uh, in periods like this, what ends up happening is that people put money into investments that are hedge against inflation, hedge against the American dollar losing value. I think that's why you're seeing things like Bitcoin go up like crazy, right? Um, you're seeing people try to put money into real estate or gold or or right now as an alternative investment, people are putting money into sports cards um, and they're taking money out of uh, just having cash right now. You know, cash may get devalued over time and so people are investing into assets. Um, that makes sense. And that's, I think, what we're seeing. Um, now, in that scenario, it's good to have these assets right now. I think that's actually even a better reason to be buying sports cards right now, because if you were going to see inflation, then you want to have assets instead of the cash. And so having cards that I think are going to continue to go up in value, both because the demand is increasing and because we're seeing elements of inflation hit the sports card market, um, I think that it means that it's it's also a good thing. I think that's why you're seeing such a high rise in prices right now is because that there is this kind of intense realization that I need to go buy sports cards and I want to kind of get rid of some of the cash that I have if I believe that the card uh, that the the dollar is going to go down in value. Now, what that may end up doing and what I think is the scary part of this is what we're seeing kind of happen in the stock market. 
um, the whole GameStop AMC thing, um, I think is, is, is really fascinating right now. Um, I think it's clear and the sentiment over the last 10, 12 years, especially since the last financial uh, crisis that we had has been that there, that the system is corrupt, right? We do live in an, in an economy right now where the income gap has only gotten wider. Um, and there is a lot of corruption in our system right now. And I think that, um, the GameStop AMC event was that sort of sentiment really coming out. Add in the fact that all these, you know, a lot of people have more money because so much money was printed in 2020. It's the perfect confluence of events where sentiment of uh, of stick it to that stick it to the man and, and and trying to get back at all these hedge funds and stuff like that is also hitting a time when people have liquid cash to invest. And you saw it happen where the stop where, where GameStop did what it did. I, but, but with all that being said, that's not, that's kind of scary, right? It takes away your confidence in the stock market a little bit, because if it's just a game that's being played in it, and it is anyway, but it's starting to become a place where you don't, you can't really trust valuations. You know, even companies through 2020 were being, were increasing in value. Stock market hit, it's crazy, the, the highest of highs last year, right? And so I think if we're seeing that happen, um, and, and now all of a sudden the stock market is becoming a little untrustworthy. I know I'm gotten, I've gotten very you know nervous about keeping my money in the stock market. I've actually decided I'm going to take a lot of it, if not all of it, out of the card market uh, or out of the stock market, sorry, and put it into things like cards or even Bitcoin potentially. Right? I am looking at alternative investments myself because I think that the stock market has become and maybe will become the battleground of of whatever we're about to see right now um and i i it's not a place that i necessarily want to be uh and and i think it could have ramifications for the broader economy now <clears throat> i say this not to worry you not to add pessimism just to be aware and 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 i'll use that as as a segue into what i think is super super important right now is what to do next okay take all that information what do we do next um in in cards and if you have Say you are in vintage markets. You 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 had money invested into guys like Kobe and LeBron and Shaq, um, but you're card rich and, and and cash poor. I don't think it's a bad idea right now to take some of your profits um, because you want to stay liquid. The correction could come, and if that happens, and you are fully invested right now and you don't have a lot of cash on hand, or if you're over leveraged, I don't know who needs to hear this, but if you need to hear it. Please be, you know, cognizant of this. What makes you a good investor is being able to be right mentally and to make sure that you are not put in positions um, where you have to sell or you have to do something. Uh, that gives you the most array of options when it comes to decision making. But if you're backed into a corner, you're going to have to do what you're going to have to do. And if there's a lot of people who are maxing out credit cards or doing something crazy to get money in order to put into this, the card market... Just be careful. Invest wisely. Make sure that you're not over leveraged. Make sure that you've got your your oh shit fund taken care of. If especially if you've made some money and you don't have that emergency fund kind of built up, you're young or you you've you know or whatever you 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 made a lot of money in the past three months. Cash out. I would just keep an oh shit fund. If you already have that, great. Hold. Do what you want. Keep it long term. I think again, I do believe in cards long term, but. If you are in that position where you either over leveraged yourself um, to get to, to get where you are right now, um, 
this is a good time. And if you are in those cards to take some profits, pay off some of that debt and just make sure that you're clean um, so that you're not backed into a corner. That's probably the worst place to be. That's how you make bad decisions. Um, and it's natural to make bad decisions in those time periods. So just keep that in mind. Um, that's my PSA on financial health and financial literacy. I'm, you know, this is what I do for a living, especially in the real estate world. So, you know, keeping in mind how you're actually spending your money is important to how you invest your money. So, um, just keep all that stuff in mind. Um, now if you're not in the LeBron, Kobe, Shaq, Tim Duncan, or vintage market, um, and haven't been able to take advantage of the price increases that you're seeing right now, um, what I would do is study the lower pop cards that exist for those, for those, players that you want to get into. I do think long-term these prices will keep going up. Um, and so you want to start looking at how to get into that market for the flagship brands. What I'm doing is I'm waiting and I'm looking for some lower pop opportunities to get into and stay into LeBron and Kobe and, and Tim Duncan. But, um, I am not necessarily trying to get into, uh, the LeBron James tops Chrome PSA 10 right this second or the PSA nine or where, wherever your budget or your price point is, if you're trying to get into those cards or the Kobe versions of those cards, right? Um, for now I am holding, it's really hard to hold. I do theoretically have the cards to sell, consolidate and go get myself a LeBron James tops PSA 10 Chrome. And I really wish I, I, I want to, um, and I, maybe I should, um, because I do think that card will hit a hundred thousand at some point. Does it happen without correcting? Does it happen over the next three to four months? I mean, I don't know. If, if it did, I'm going to miss the boat on it too. I'm not going to be too worried about it because I'm making sound, logical decisions right now. I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to stay safe as I do this. Um, but what I'm going to do is wait till the next dip or correction, try to get in there. And that just means that you have to have liquid cash. You got to be ready to buy. Um, and so take some of your profits, make sure you keep some liquid cash so that when that correction comes for those guys, you can get back in because the long-term play here is to be invested into the greatest of all time. Not, not, you know, Luca or Zion or Ja or Trey Young. Those guys have a long, long, long time in their careers. You're going to have a ton of time to get into those players. So I would learn the card markets for the greats. I, again, talk about this in episode two on how to do that research, how to find some of those cards. Um, and you're always welcome to DM me to, 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 to talk through or to bounce ideas off of for those type of lower pop cards. Um, but that's what I would be doing right now is to try to get in some of those. There are still a lot of opportunity there. Um, that's where I'd be looking. Another opportunity that I see right now in the card market is modern basketball. And I'm not saying modern basketball as in buying Rui Hachimura, I'm saying buy the number ones on teams that are you think are going to be contending uh, for, for the championship or going to be going far in the playoffs, right? So I think that there's a lot of opportunity right now and things like Kawhi Leonard cards. You know, the Prism right now is sitting at around $2,500, $2,600. I think it peaked at around $6,000. So um, I still think there's a lot of room for that card. I think that he's playing really, really well. I'm trying to get my hands on one. I think Anthony Davis is is still pretty undervalued. He's sitting at $2,000 right now for a PSA 10 of his Prism rookie. Um, and I think that's actually not a bad bet either right now because the Lakers are going to be in the championship uh, contention. And if not win one, another one this year, they're going to, you know, I think they're going to repeat. Um, so if that's the case, then Anthony Davis is also a good buy. I also think that there's a lot of opportunity in Kevin Durant lower pop cards, not necessarily his tops Chrome market. I think that's also taken off the same way, uh, you know, uh, LeBron and Kobe have, even Steph, Steph Curry have. Uh, but I'd be looking at 
lower pop Kevin Durant cards. I think there's a, a ton of value there as well. Um, you know, other guys that you believe in, if you believe in Giannis, could be a good time to get some Giannis cards, his hoops, his select, PSA 10 rookie cards uh, for Giannis have have uh, not gone up very much. They've plateaued pretty much for the last three or four months. So it could be a good time to get into those if you believe that Giannis has a chance to win this year. Um, and I think either way, there's going to be playoff hype for him. So I think it's still a good investment either way. Um, so there's there's a lot of opportunities still in modern basketball. Um, and if you have, if you, again, if, you, if you're itching to get into the, to the vintage, try to get in and do it selectively. But I do believe that if you're not there, keep looking forward because if you're going to try to buy a LeBron James card for $30,000 right now, you kind of have to hope that in six months that it's at $60,000 in order to really make it make sense because there are other opportunities in six months that I think are out there where you could double your, triple your money that are not vintage. So um, just keep that stuff in mind. Be patient with it. Um, there is opportunity, I think, in modern basketball right now for the guys that you believe in. Again, number ones or stars on contending teams. So I would not go after non-playoff teams or players that um, aren't going to be on those teams again like I like Zion for example is playing very very well I would like to you know ideally I would like to get some Zion cards because I think he's playing really well I think he's got a future I think that he's going to be he's going to also have a ton of opportunity for hype to to, to help his cards out throughout time um, but again I don't think the Pelicans are going to be in the playoffs they don't look good their roster is all weird so I'm not going to be buying any Zion Williamson cards right now um, so just think about it that way I, I think that's what I'm going to be doing um, the other opportunity that I do see right now is off-season football. As soon as the Super Bowl is done, you're going to see the, that market completely dip, even with Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady cards. So I think there's a lot of opportunity in off-season football as well. Um, so keep that in mind. Do your research. Do some homework. Feel free to DM me. I'm always free to talk about this stuff. Um, I hope this perspective kind of helps. And and I, you know, it's not to scare anybody. I have a ton of optimism about um, about basketball cards especially going forward um but i do think that there are things just to be aware of and to be safe about invest wisely um and please if you like what you hear you know share with your friends rate and review i appreciate the support thanks again and have a good day sessions and stuff like that um so feel free to dm me through instagram instagram and if you like what you what you're what you're hearing what you're watching uh please hit the subscribe button please like and share it and, and review it on podcasts uh, and share it with your friends i really appreciate the support it's meant a lot to me um uh, uh since i've been in the card market to have this level of support and i appreciate everyone who's listening all the way to the end uh and and and, and i'll be coming out with more content and on friday fun announcement i'll be doing an interview with the luca luca tiger lebron podcast with Andrew and Cage. Great guys. I really enjoyed their show. Give them a listen and I'll be doing an interview with them. So exciting stuff here. I'm excited uh, to go on that show. So keep an eye out. I think that show will probably be released at some point uh, next week or over the weekend. So keep an eye out for it. Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. Appreciate it and uh, have a good day.